Welcome to the Bonner Broadcast, a Bonner Pipeline Project initiative where we provide professional development resources for civically engaged leaders in the higher education and nonprofit sectors. In this series, we will be focusing on postgraduate pathways with episodes covering graduate school, career changes, and networking. This episode is following footsteps, pathways through the higher education and civic engagement field. Pathways into and within this sector may seem daunting at times, leaving us wondering, where do I start? What if my passions or interests change? How do I know what the next step is? In part two of this episode, we will hear from professionals at different stages of their careers. They candidly share their experiences, advice, and journeys through the field to their current position. Highlighted in this episode is an individual who began the pathway as an intern, one who changed careers, and one who followed the path of entrepreneurship. A popular postgraduate career path is accepting a short-term position or internship at an organization where you wish to be employed in the future. Elvis Diaz, Senior Financial Business Analyst at Intel Corporation and Bonner Scholar alum from Berry College, is here to share his postgraduate journey with Bonner and how it led him to his current position. I was born and raised in Georgia um, from a single um, immigrant mom. She raised six kids. Um, so growing up with the struggle of her being into the country, not speaking English. Um, also, she never went to school, so she was never educated, so she was illiterate, so she only spoke Spanish. And like her, like raising six kids here in the U.S., you know, the challenges that she, that we went through, um, was definitely something that definitely influenced what basically everything I do. I wanted to make, do the best for me to at least finish high school. And then eventually I also wanted to go to college. And I'm like, oh, we're going to do this. We have no money. I've never, I don't really know anyone who goes to college. Um, like, I have no idea how to navigate that. Um, but luckily, you know, I was able to, there was a lot of programs at school, college access programming. Um, you know, so I definitely had a lot of teachers and people that supported me and like helped me through it. You know, I applied to Ferry College. I got in and then I was like, oh God, how am I going to pay for this private liberal arts school that costs like 40K a year? Luckily, I came across Bonner. Um, however, it's just funny because my perception of Bonner before I ended up applying and eventually got in was totally different than obviously what it actually is. At first, I wasn't even considering applying because they said you have to do volunteer work, community service, just can't do it. I'm not good enough, so let me not even apply when there's other people that are more worthy or probably do more good in the world. And I really wanted to go to Barry, and I was like, I just have to apply for all the scholarships I can because we can't afford anything. So I ended up applying. Luckily, you know, I was able to get invited to interview. And when I came to the interview day, that's when like my eyes were just open because I see how like the community aspect of Bonner and the fact that I learned about, you know, it's a cohort base, it's community service base. I actually do belong here because I didn't know specifically it was targeted towards low income, first gen, um, diverse individuals. And I was like, wow, like, that's me. I feel represented. And then obviously, luckily I got accepted. And that was like one of the happiest days of my life. The fact that my dream of going to college is going to finally be able to be, become a reality. Next, I asked Elvis, what did you study and how did it intersect with Bonner? I was like, all right, I'm a finance major. But then obviously through Bonner, you know, we do a lot of community engagement work. We do a lot of um, work with nonprofits. We learn about social justice issues. And that's what really I was most passionate about. And I was kind of jealous of my classmates who were like studying education or medicine. And then there was like a good connection of their major with the service work that they were doing. 
And obviously I had that disconnect. I just focus honestly all of my energy on just the community engagement work. That's what really sparked um, that I was most passionate about. That's what I was most excited about. So I just got the finance degree just because I don't know what else I want to do just to do it. And then when I graduated college, I had this little dilemma of like, okay, like I really want to do community engagement work. I want to work at a nonprofit. However, um, I need to make enough money, not just to like sustain my, basically to sustain myself so that I don't have to rely on my mom for anything. Um, and that was a struggle. It was like, oh, if I go to the traditional business route, then I'll make somewhat a decent salary starting off. I can like, you know, again, just pay pay my bills and then help my mom if she needs or anything. But I just didn't want to do that. And I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, do I like go traditional business route and then uh, maybe not like my job and then but I'll be like financially stable where I don't have to be a burden for my mom. And I don't, you know, eventually I want to start saving myself so I can take care of her. Um, or do I just, you know, follow my passion? And unfortunately, um, a lot of the roles starting for level entry on nonprofits don't pay that well. But I was like, whatever, I don't care. That's what I'm going to do. So I was only applying for nonprofit roles. So that's really what I was most passionate about. Um, luckily, I was able to get an internship with the Bonner Foundation after I graduated. And then luckily, um, my last day there, they said there might be a full-time position opening if I wanted to apply an interview for, and luckily I got it. And they took me in, and I moved to Jersey, so I worked at the foundation for two years. And I realized I did want to go back to school. I was originally thinking of doing an MPA or MPP, or a Master of Public Policy or Public Administration. But honestly, I was looking at the curriculum, and like while I do love community engagement work, and community service. Like I'm not a big policy person. I did do business undergrad. I MBA, a master's of business administration, something I was always interested in. Let me look at that. And I realized there's a lot of programs that provide like entrepreneurship or social enterprise or sustainability or like um, service aspects of business that I was very interested in. So I decided to apply for business schools that specifically um, provided a curriculum on like ethics and social responsibility. I decided to apply for business schools through what's called the Consortium for Graduate School of Management or CGSM. And it's a consortium of business schools that are committed to diversity. So the original mission was to provide um, African-American business students, you know, access to opportunities that they didn't have. And then from there, they extended it to Hispanic Americans and now Native Americans are included in it. And it's kind of like a common app where you just fill out one application, then you, out of their member schools, you could choose which ones you're interested in, and then they will decide if they accept you and then maybe even give you a full ride. They're looking for people who have done work committed to diversity, and obviously as a Bonner, you automatically qualify. I was very intrigued by the fact that, although most people hate, you know, the corporate world, the business world, the fact that there's this organization that specifically focuses on providing and uplifting um, communities that don't have as much opportunity. And the fact that there are also these business schools that focus on social engagement or um, social responsibility and basically bringing um, positive impact to the business that you do. And then working at Bonner, I realized that I actually did want to go to business school and I did want, I did want to work for the corporate sector because I realized that a lot of nonprofits, they rely and depend heavily on um, state or federal grants. Unfortunately, nonprofit staff get bothered with a lot of the administrative stuff that these grants ask them to do. So they have a lot of reporting, a lot of paperwork, which, again, I understand it, it is needed. However, they don't get to focus on the actual work of what the mission of the nonprofit does. And I had a lot of frustration with that, with what I would see. And luckily, at the Bonner Foundation, we don't ever have to worry about fundraising every year. But you know, meeting a lot of nonprofits or every year they're just like desperate for money and every year they have to keep making sure they have enough money for just their salary of their staff. 
And then I realized that a lot of nonprofits, um, they do rely on corporate giving because corporations give them money and they can do whatever they want with them, like have better impact. And that's when I thought I can work on the business side and work on the corporate giving or um, social responsibility side. And then I like that aspect because I feel that while policy is in the end the biggest, um, can make the big, bigger impact, obviously. However, right now in terms of like business and social responsibility, I think businesses can do a bigger impact right now and more quickly than policy and policy is like a long process. And that's something that really excited me that I want to be a part of. So that's why I went the business route, got my MBA. Um, I'm currently working at Intel, which is a global semiconductor chip manufacturing company. And I'm excited to right now working in finance. The reason I like corporate finance is because that's how you get a good idea of how the whole organization works financially. And my goal is to eventually um, get into the social responsibility department or sector. Um, but first, I want to understand where the business side and the finances are done. Because I think before you can make any claim or argument towards um, social responsibility initiatives, you kind of have to understand the business and speak the language. Now you have insight on how an internship can be your first steps towards your future. Next, many people wonder, what if my interests and passions shift? Changing your career is more common than you think. Here to discuss her own experience with changing pathways is Arlette Cepeda, Director of the Center for Leadership and Community Engagement at Wagner College. Um, I am Arlette Cepeda. I am a visual artist from Fort Richmond, Staten Island, New York. About five years ago, I had a couple of events that happened in the community of Fort Richmond, which is uh, the community Wagner has been working on for the last decade or so. I was able to attract the attention of Wagner because of the work that I was doing. At that moment, they were looking for a community partnership coordinator, and I was looking for a job because <laughs> I worked in the city, so I wanted to stop commuting. And uh, I applied, and, and uh, I got the job. So after, after that, my main goal was to reconnect with the partners in the already existing origin partnership and reactivate that partnership, you know, engage it and build it into a stronger partnership. And I did that for about two and a half years. And um, as a result, um, our partnership felt invigorated. I did the first ever Poor Richmond uh, Summit, which was like an all-day conference for our partners. I also put out a call for a seed grant, the first one for our partners that happened during that time span. But then the leadership within the center, which was newly formed, also shifted. Uh, its founders moved on, they left. And um, I, I took then a more administrative role. I first was an associate director. I was the associate director for about a year. And then I got promoted to a director. Next, I asked Arlette, how did you first come to work with Bonner? So I would say that Bonner came to me. I didn't go to Bonner. Uh, by default, um, when I started this 
to work as the coordinator of community partnerships. I had to work closely with the then uh, coordinator of student initiatives who oversaw the Bonner program. And part of that uh, partnership was to find suitable placements for Bonners. I started my connection with Bonners by co-facilitating seminars with them at the beginning as a community partnership coordinator to get to know them better so that we could find a match for their placement so that aligned with their passions and skills and abilities. Trying to be that matchmaker, I felt in love with Bonner Love. Uh, and of course, you know, um, our Bonner program is pretty young. Um, so I would say that I was in the midst of shaping what the Bonner program at Wagner is today. And doing that uh, allowed me to see the, the, the potential of, of this program and, and the value to uplifting our partnerships. Because after, you know, I came to this work from a, from a partnership perspective, right? So for me, I, I always used to see the Bonners as the, I used to call them, or I still do, the, the spine uh, of the of community engagement at Wagner. Arlette continues to share more about how her role in the community eventually intersected with Bonner. So I've been taking more of an administrative role in the work, a little more detached. Uh, from the community, the hands-on work, but nonetheless still involved because by default, this community is dear to me because I live in it. Most of our partners are, you know, my partners, my, like, especially in the education pipeline. My kids went to all the schools that we are partnered with. So the, the, the connection is, it goes way beyond a job description and it's, uh, too embedded and intertwined in the personal. And because of that, that allows me to see the work with a different perspective and allows me to see it from a consumer perspective, if you want to use that term. Uh, and also from, from the receiver's end, as well as, as the, the voice at the table. And that, in a nutshell, is what who I am and what I do. I recently got my master's in higher education uh, learning organizations. So that was cool. I asked Arlette to talk a little bit more about why she chose to pursue advanced education. First and foremost, I have chosen this to be my career pathway. And as a career pathway, a specialization or further education is almost a, it's a required in the field to advance, to get paid well, to be recognized by your peers. Education is essential. My next step is my PhD so that I am seen as a respectful member of the community engagement field. Was pursuing higher education something you always anticipated doing? No, absolutely not. I'm not a, a typical student. I don't have a straight line pathway to education. I am old -er, older than college students. I'm a mother of three. 
I was in school at the same school with my children. So uh, <laughs> not your average student. Uh, so there was a gap of 14 years between my bachelor's degree in studio arts, which is what I went to school for, and my master's degree in higher education administration. So a big gap. <laughs> To conclude, Arlette leaves us with some advice. When you when you come to this work with an open heart and with an honest and humble desire to improve your surroundings and improve yourself, then I think uh, honor provides the structure and the safety net and the experiences that would allow you to do that. I actually gave a TED talk to our seniors uh, last semester that were graduating precisely about about life after college. It's not a straight line. It doesn't have to be. And it's actually super exciting to to explore different pathways. You never know where it's gonna go. You know, my dream was at twenty two to be in Soho and have an art love and, you know, go to art gallery openings every weekend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's not my reality. But <laughs> nonetheless my artwork led me to where I am today. A Bonner alum who has taken Bonner Love on her path to entrepreneurship is Jada Monica Drew, currently CEO of her own company, Social Designs, a leadership and diversity firm. Jada shares networking advice in the Building Your Professional Toolbox episode of this series, but here she shares some of her background and how she was able to incorporate Bonner into her business. So my name is Jada Monica Drew, and I graduated from Guilford College in 2007. And I was a part of the Bonner class, 2007, Bonner Love. And um, while at Guilford, I studied psychology as my major and I minored in African-American studies and education. Um, when I went to graduate school, I actually went to graduate school while working and I went full-time uh, to get my master's from Drexel University. Um, and I was a part of the global and international education program with a focus on peace education. And now I currently am the CEO of Social Designs, and Social Designs is a leadership and diversity firm, and we focus on working with organizations and individuals to help them to catalyze their growth from an internal and external perspective, um, and we also train and consult. Um, and I love that work, particularly because I just get to work with people and help them uh, become better leaders. I asked Jada to share some of her pathway, and she began by describing one of her first major internships as a Bonner, working with the Department of Juvenile Justice. So my internship was a bit different from a lot of my peers. I really wanted to get into um, just understanding what it meant to be a child psychologist. And so I came in on the juvenile justice side to kind of see what happens as students go through the system. And um, what Bonner allows us to do in our internships is to figure out what it is that we want to do as change agents and along the way what we don't want to do. And so I learned a lot about the system and that helped to frame what I do now. I decided I do not want to be, did not want to be a child psychiatrist. I didn't want to be um, in the uh, justice system, but I did want to um, interrupt that system on the front end in education. And that's why I went into study education um, more in depth, um, particularly around how to change the education system, but doing that in a very innovative way. 
So as a consultant, I'm able to work with teachers. I'm able to work with corporate leaders um, who make big decisions from an advocacy, advocacy side of things to think about uh, school systems um, across the across the board, whether it's independent schools, public schools, charter schools, and how we can work together. After um, I graduated, I was in AmeriCorps VISTA, and um, I was the, the lead on a program called Student to Student, and it was through the University of Chapel Hill while working at Guilford College. And my job was to create partnerships at local schools um, and with community leaders to implement a, a literacy program. After uh, the AmeriCorps VISTA year as a North Carolina camp Campus Compact member, I moved on to become the Africana Community Coordinator at Guilford College. So in that role, I, um, my main job was to make sure that our Africana students, anyone of African descent, um, that they were celebrated, that they were, they were retained, and they were um, you know, a part of the entire uh, campus. And so with that, I started a class called Africana Change. We ended up going to Brazil. It's a long story. Uh, first group to go to Brazil from the college, we implemented a program in a local school, Africana Change Junior. We had young children come to the school, which was a um, collaboration with Winston-Salem State University. So within that, right, when you think about, when I think about my Bonner service, as a Bonner, we focused on anti-oppression. We focused on um, learning with the community, building community partnerships, and I had a leadership position as a um, site coordinator. All of those skills, right, translate throughout my entire career, um, and even now um, as an entrepreneur. So after after a community coordinator, I became the director of our department. So that's more community partnerships. However. I had to take away, once again, more direct service from the students, and I was a more indirect, if you will, service provider as an administrator. Not only as an administrator, but also taught college classes. And so I had to then make sure that the base of our student workers, um, the colleagues that, um, that I led, I had to make sure um, that I was leading in a way that implemented their ideas, that implemented um, all constituents board members, uh, faculty, staff, I had to train staff. So, you know, it's just different levels of, of management. I believe I gained those, those skills early on as a Bonner Scholar. And then lastly, um, or currently, if you will, I uh, lead my own company. With social design, um, our foundation is really built in social justice. And our formula actually brought a card so you can see our cute little card. Our formula is truth telling plus building relationships equals, oh, excuse me, plus creative action equals social justice. So that's truth telling. Everyone has their own truth. Every organization has their own truth or multiple truths. Um, and then building relationships is really important because you have to build that trust um, as you're moving towards social justice. And creative action is the piece that excites me the most, I think, because it's easy to get bogged down into all of the ills in the world. But if you're not creative and if, creative and if you're not moving into um, action, then we're just talking and we're just rehashing the past. And so that's how we look at social justice. And our philosophy and how we do the work is centered around four C's. And those four C's include care, confidence, competence, and community. After hearing the philosophy behind her company, I was curious and asked Jada, how did you find this pathway? So my pathway um, specifically 
to entrepreneurship, I always wanted to own um, my own business. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. Um, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and not because I didn't want to listen to anyone. Um, it was more so because I saw the power in, um, in kind of that autonomy um, within your own company. And I saw the power in empowering others. My dad, um, he was a general contractor, so I grew up seeing him build houses, um, working with all kinds of people, and he always told me that what really propelled him was the fact that um, he was able to provide jobs to people that weren't able to, um, to get jobs. I would say when I think back to my pathway, I always knew I wanted to do it, and I didn't know all of the steps, but I just did it. Um, as far as... Um, growing the company it's seen different iterations and so if there's anyone out there that you know juniors and seniors and people are asking like what are you going to do next what are you going to do next that question really gets on people <laughs> especially if you don't know exactly even when you do know um your question like is that the right thing to do just do something um because what you do now will build on will continue to build and morph and change and that's okay and I wish someone would have told me that you know like it will change and it's okay um you may not apply your major the way that you think you're going to apply your major and that's okay my major was psychology because I love to study people and I really wanted to be a psychiatrist I decided I wasn't going to be a psychiatrist and you know all in all I ended up counseling so many students um, particularly in my role at the college. The pathway that um, was created or the pathway that, that I followed, I couldn't have never imagined that's what it would look like while I was a freshman. I just knew that, you know, I wanted to not just be successful, but I wanted to um, do something that really fed my passion. And I continue to follow my passion and things continue to fall in place. Thank you for tuning into part two of the Bonner broadcast following Footsteps episode. Part one, as well as other episodes from this postgraduate pathway series, are available on the Bonner YouTube channel, as well as the Bonner Wiki. While you're there, be sure to check out the other Pipeline Project resources too. This episode has been made possible thanks to Claire Blim, Liz Brandt, Sarah Byler, Maria Guevara Carpio, Dr. Ari Hoy, and the Bonner Pipeline Project Committee. Special thanks to our featured guests, and to Ben Sound for the music. Bonner Love!